You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 40, sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 40. I am Josh, and I'm here with Ron. Hey. And Connor. Hi. I'm literally here with them. Uh, At iFanboy.com, in case you don't know, we like comic books, so we started up a website where we can talk about comics. Every week we read a whole bunch of comics, and then one of us will pick the best one and write up a review about it on the website, and then we come here to the podcast where we talk really fast. (laughs) (laughs) And this is our first Pick of the Week podcast back to our regular format after the San Diego Comic-Con, which we proudly survived. Um, and it's Barely. also, and it's also um, yet another podcast where the three of us are actually in one room at the same time. So this is the first pick of the week podcast we've ever done live per se. Exactly. We found ourselves all in the New York metro area this weekend, so we figured let's do it in one place. So we're here at my house in Connecticut. So where Ron wasn't kidding. It's effing hot, man. It's a hot room. It's a hot room. I'm in a little room that's hot with two men. So. Um, so, as you might have remembered or not remembered, there was no Pick of the Week podcast last week because we were in San Diego, um, slaving for you, giving you all the coverage. Um, and that's too bad because it was a controversial pick. It was a controversial pick. Before we get to the show, we want to give you a quick reminder, a warning. This is a review show. We talk about the books that came out this past week. You've had a few days to read them. So, you could hear a spoiler coming up. We'll try to warn you, but from here on out, if you haven't read your books, uh, be warned. We're not so, going to warn you. That was the warning. That was oh, the warning. Well, there you go. I might. I'm a nice guy. So, um, so last week, the pick was Cable Deadpool number 30, I believe it was. Um, last week was really hard, because we were in San Diego. <laughs> did you, in case you didn't notice. And what we did was we went and we found a local comic shop on Comics Ground in Hillside. We recommend it strongly. Michael, the proprietor, is a very good guy. Um, and... Uh, we read our comics by the pool, and then we went swimming, and then we went to preview night, and then we had some nice dinner, and then we were up till 2 or 3 in the morning uploading pictures and writing our report of preview night, and then I had to write the freaking pal. <laughs> it took longer to do all that than preview night actually was. Exactly, which is ironic. But anyway, um, Cable Deadpool was the only, and Connor can attest to this because he was in the chase lounge two away from me. I laughed out loud three or four times. I believe a buffer zone. Yeah. No, Patrick was in the one. Right, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but... um. He was laughing out loud. I laughed out loud. I don't normally read Cable Deadpool. Were you just punchy? So no, no, no it wasn't no, even punchy. Just, no. I don't normally read Cable Deadpool, so maybe that like inner monologue stuff was like a, an ongoing joke type thing. But like, and it was funny because I made Connor read it, and the parts that I loved with Deadpool he hated, and the parts of Cable and Captain America that I thought were whatever Connor thought was the best part of the book. Yes. So regardless, I know Civil War three happened. I know Thor's back. I know. What? what? There's a spoiler right there. I know what else happened in last week. There was a, there was a lot of good X books Factor last week. X Factor was awesome. It was a lot. It, I spent $56 on my books last week. So Cable Deadpool was the one that actually had me laugh and had me had a good time. He was so genuinely laughing at the side of the pool. And that's what the pick uh, week is. Yeah. He like enjoyed it. it the most, and that's, yeah. what, that's why he picked it. So, yeah, I, here's what I didn't realize. I didn't realize there was a book called Cable Deadpool, and that they've gone 30 issues. Yeah, and apparently Cable's the leader of a small nation in the South Pacific. I didn't that know that either. That was very confusing. I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm an X-Men fan, and I wasn't aware of that at all. That's crazy. You owe Rob Liefeld money. <laughs> so, all right. So that said, let's get to this week. It is... Hey, it's you again. Why? Because oh, wow. we're losers. <laughs> right. So, two weeks in a row, I stepped up to the pick of the week mantle, and I spent a lot of money, again, this week, um, about 13 books or so, but I went to the 
um, our shipping list on the site to look at the list of books, and I completely miscounted or missed this or whatever. So when I went to the store and I'm perusing the racks, I see there's the little new new title flag at my store under Astro City. And I didn't even know a new, new one was coming out, so at first I thought, is this a new trade paperback? Is this some sort of collection? Because as anybody knows who knows about Astro City, it never comes out. But it, sh- And every time in the back, he's like, we're, this time we're going to get back no, on the schedule. Actually, in this issue, he, they, he totally... He said it. Yeah, I've he, read that before. No, though. no, no, he didn't say it. He said that we're doing it at our own pace. Right. Yeah, he actually said But he said he wants to get some in the can so that yes. they can start releasing them regularly, exactly. and I've heard that before. So anyway, regardless, um, so I was very excited to see this special big 40-page special issue come out um, because I love Astro City. I think Astro City is, is, is probably one of the best comic books of the 90s if you haven't gone back and read the trade paperbacks, be it the first introduction to the universe and the characters or the fantastic Confessor storyline, which I remember us in college talking yes. about. I, I, yeah. I will say that that was the series that I really first started to love after I got back into comics, after Connor indirectly got me to read comics, but like... That was the book that I was. They were like, "You should read this," because I'd never heard of it. Yeah, and what was great, and what really made me, what really made me think, and made me want to pick this to pick of the week was on the inside cover where the credits and stuff. There's a little uh, text box that says, "What you need to know before reading this issue." And it says, "Um, nothing really. Dive on in. The water's fine. No continuity. No." Sides being chosen. No years missing. No. Anything, all the things that bog down Marvel and DC that, as the continuity freak, I happen to enjoy. Oh, the irony! Oh, the irony! Um, <laughs> the the print isn't dead. The Astro City book, um, Astro City line of comics. Yeah, there are history there. There are characters there. But to read, you could hand this comic book to somebody who only vaguely knows about the concept of superheroes, and they can read it and enjoy it. It's just a well written, well executed, well drawn superhero story. And what's really cool is that finally this character, the Infidel, which we've which was introduced about ten years ago in one painting by Alex Ross. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, because actually I, I used it for a website a couple of years ago. To, I, we turned one of my coworkers into a supervillain, and that was the the imagery that we used. Anyway, um, weird office. It was the dot com days. It was <laughs> wacky. Anyway, um, so I remember the character, and it was great to see his origin story be told, and it was also great at the same time for his origin story to be told as the Samaritan character, who is basically the Superman archetype of Astro City, as his main... Um, uh, adversary? Adversary, exactly. Isn't Samaritan the, the guy in the first issue of Astro City? Yes, it is. I believe he was also the first image on iFanboy.com. He was. Yes, it was, he was our placeholder page picture. We yes, totally stole that image. All right. Um, but but anyway, so the um, Alex so, Ross will charge us. So this was so all in all, this was just a great superhero book that doesn't get bogged down by the crap that we're used to, and just reminded me what good superhero books were about. And I wish Kurt Busiek and Brent Anderson would do this more often. And it looks like they've got they're getting some in the can, and they'll release it. And it's really that kind of thing that is worth waiting for. You know, what's nice is that after a whole bunch of them end up in the can, um, they're all going to be done by the same team. Yes. There's not one that hasn't been drawn by Brandon Anderson. There's not one that didn't have an Alex Ross cover. And, like, that's actually, like, lateness is all aside. Like, they'll all end up looking the same when they're done, which is neat. Yeah, I mean, the co- the consistency of the art team... Has it been Brandon Anderson the whole time? It's been Brandon Anderson the whole time. And which, I, 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 no, not that I'm nope. aware of. And ironically, and it must be Alex Sinclair's... Alex Sinclair did the colors. Um, I don't know what it is about Astro City, but I remember Brett Anderson did Rising Stars. Yeah, he did. And it was something else too, and it just didn't look as good as this. It's a horrible inker. He's inking this. He's inking this. What? No, 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 no. 
Wait, the same guy who did Rising Stars inked this? No, oh, no, 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 no. No, the, ink, the Rising Stars inker was, was really bad. He ruined the guy before him, too. Right, yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, listening. To see Brent, <laughs> Brent Anderson's work looks better, best in Astro City for some reason. I think maybe because he does all the art. Well, I think so. also it's a synergy. When you when, you're, when there's a project you really like, you tend to work better on it. And I right. think everybody strikes gold here. I mean, this is Busiek and Busiek Superman. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. Which and is funny because this is basically Superman, and which is which is really funny because because and I kind of wanted to go up to Kurt Busiek at, at San Diego and ask him this, but then I also didn't want to have the awkward you know, interaction. But like, I don't care about Aquaman, main accent aside, I don't care about Superman. I mean, if I had to put down three dollars once a month, I would put down three dollars for Astro City every time. You'd put down six. I put down six. Yeah, I'd put down. I would put down six dollars a month for Astro City to, if I got it monthly. And the thing is, is that I guess maybe there's more money for Superman, or I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the art that's that holds it up. But it's a real shame. But the, the Samaritan costume design is awesome, by the way. They yeah. went and they took the the regular sort of superhero cape, and they gave it like a whole different spin, and you know, just enough, just to change it. Yeah. So. Anyway, so Asher City, good stuff. If you had never read it, pick up this book, start. It's a great go, introductory book. Go, go pick up the, the trade paper acts. Y- you can go pick up any of the trades and start from there. It's no, There's no order. I mean, there, there is an order that they came out there's in. There's a but, vague order. Right. But you all the books sort of stand on their own. The Confessor storyline is probably the strongest one. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jack in the Box. He's one of my favorite characters yeah, there, yeah. just because it's so wacky. Yeah, he's good. Um, that, good stuff. Yeah. So... So, Astro City was the pick, but a whole buttload of other books came out, and let's probably s- touch upon the Civil War books, because Civil War is what everybody's talking about, including they Stephen are. Colbert. Um, so, out of all the Civil War books, what was your guy's favorite one? I, I think he's. I think Amazing Spider-Man's firing on all cylinders. Um, you may or may not know from Hagnos, I'm not a big Straczynski fan. I think he's done some good work, but a lot of it has felt really lackluster for a guy whose name is as big as his is. And uh, but his last few months on Amazing Spider-Man have just been great. I think it's probably the best uh, side title going on right now in Civil War. I was impressed by Amazing Spider-Man. I thought Amazing Spider-Man was very good. Um, it was cool. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man or I don't know. Wolverine was really good. Wolverine's been consistently good. Wolverine's been the best consistent Civil War side title. Um, I think definitely. Um, but also New Avengers was really good, too, telling Luke Cage's side of the story, and I got a little choked up at Luke the end. Luke Cage, less thuggish than Falcon. Yes. This brings up... Yeah, I mean, you can do it there. I don't know. Uh, which brings up the question that we were kind of talking about earlier at lunch. Not that any of you need to know that, so I'm sorry I said it. Anyway, I, was, I wasn't even there. Exactly. Uh, what does the Superhero Registration Act mean? Now, now in, in New Avengers, they go to arrest Jessica Jones, who I do not believe is a practicing superhero. Well, that, she right. says that in New Avengers. Yeah, she right. says she goes, what's, she goes, I have powers, I have no intention of using them. Mm-hmm. And they said, you still need to register. Well, and if we need you, we'll let you know, kind of thing. Then it's but, like the Mutant Registration Act. But then really. also, yeah, but then also, like, Tony Stark isn't superpowered. He, right. has, a, he has a super suit. So he takes a suit off. And, and he's right. just a normal guy. He doesn't. Need, he shouldn't need to register. I think there's a lot of gray area. Because, well, they, they like, for example, the Punisher. Does the Punisher need to register? He's just a guy with a bunch of machine guns and a bad attitude. But he's vigilanteing. Right, but, if he, that's but, he doesn't have, but he doesn't have powers. It's vague. I think they, they even mentioned that in San Diego. They didn't yeah. actually define it. Yeah. See, the Which thing, I think is is the only hole in this whole thing. Well, it's just, it's a, as far as I... Now, I don't know if it's the Superhuman Registration Act or the Superhero Registration Act. Superheroing would be putting on a costume or having an identity and going around being a vigilante, fighting crime, right. doing it's whatever on It's the Superhuman Registration Act. So you yes. don't actually have to be heroing. 
You just have to have So if you're abilities. human, then yeah. Frank Frank Castle's in the clear. Right, and I guess they're going to address that because we saw the teaser image of Captain America and Did Punisher. he have a bomb strapped to him in that thing? It looks like he's some sort of like it's some sort of restraining device. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy's a jerk. He needs it. Frank Castle? Frank yeah. Castle rules. You just gave me the, the stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like doing the podcast with you guys. Our legs are touching, by the way. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. If I wiggle my toe, it touches Ron's hip. <laughs> All right, anyway... So um, and then the podcast got weird. Connor, you thought um, you thought uh, Runaways Young Avengers was good, though, right? Well, I thought it was good. I thought it was Josh. Mm, Josh was saying it was going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, you you did. I said I don't really have a thing for Zeb it Wells. A, it it was, wasn't Brian K. Vaughn. It was so a little cliche. Well, see, my thing was it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be because yeah, sure. Josh lowered I, the bar. Know what I did like though in that? I did like the connection between Vision and, and the Son of Ultron. Ultron yeah, because yeah, they're basically related somehow. I can't figure out. But then again, I don't even know. I read two of it. Vision two is an Ultron. Thing. Vision. Vision is, is the son, of, son of. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's the son of is Ultron. Vision son of Ultron? Yes. Okay. So then. So is. So they're brothers then. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But I don't know anything about Young Avengers because I only bought one or two issues, so I didn't even know there Good. was a Vision. Yeah, there's a Vision. Yeah, he's not the old Vision. No, no, he's a new Vision. How come that robot slept with the woman? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's getting wacky. It is getting wacky. It's late at night, by the way. So, um, and and well, should we talk about Frontline? I mean, it is one of the top. You know, it's like 52. I don't think we need to talk about it every week, to be honest with you. Although, same, although same things with it. Although Speedball got the fucking Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I have like I feel like I have been the the strongest supporter of those last four pages of, of Frontline up to this, this day. This was the weakest one, and not it, because of Billy Joel, but it's just the weakest one. Overall. And then he comes around with Billy Speed, Joel. The Speedball part was good. You're from Long Island. Listen, doesn't mean I'm proud of it. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm proud of the Billy. It Joel. was it was just not it was not strong regardless of what the origin yes. of the music. It, was. Ne- next issue, maybe Celine Dion lyrics. May I may I point out that Ooh. my original thought about Frontline was it's a great concept and I'm concerned you, about the execution. You were that's what you said. You said yes. So you picked the first one as your pick of the week, though, didn't you? As I picked the first uh, Decimation one or Generation M. You uh, you, you the know first how to one pick, was great. You know how to pick future losers. Exactly. Apparently, I see the potential, and unfortunately, Paul Jenkins fails. So. But like he's him. so engaging in person. He's very it engaging. It happens a lot. Yeah. It's Brad Meltzer can explain a JLA comic and make it sound great. Oh my god, JLA Zero was so bad. Not to get, not to go back to last week, but I'm sorry, JLA Zero was awful. It was not. It was, I'm, I'm it was sorry that we got to miss last week, though, because there was yeah, so much was good stuff to talk week. about. Yeah, yeah. it would be the lost week. Can I mention one thing? Right. I don't want to talk about the issue because I don't think any of us liked it, and I don't think anybody did the X-Men that came out. Okay, but I don't want to talk about that, though. I want to talk about the backup story. Oh right! Hostess right. cupcake story. What the hell was that? It, it really did remind me of the Hostess fruit pies. The mass Marvel thing. Yeah, it's their new character that they're trying to introduce or something. Are they really? Yeah, it's yeah. not a joke. No, it's not a it's joke. Not a promotional thing. No, 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 it's legit. Bad panels in there. Car Kiesel has been around a long time. Yeah. That was written, I, I mean... It's I, bad. I have to admit, I don't read it. I know what's also it. interesting is that it's, a, it's appearing in both Ultimate and regular Marvel U proper yeah. books, so I don't know where they're going with that. I thought it was Conspiracy a new... Conspiracy theorists emerge. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought I read that it's a new character that will emerge after Civil War, but I could I could be wrong. But, but did you notice, like, it took place in the world where, like, yeah. like the old Stan Lee took pl- He existed with a Fantastic Four. Yeah, it reminds four. me of those 70 Novas that I'm reading. Except it sucked. Yeah, it blew. Well, thank you for interrupting the rundown to talk about that. I was done with Civil War. So, um... <laughs> what about the book we all thought would be the pick of the week? The Anticlimatic Daredevil number 87? I, I didn't think it was anticlimatic at all. I, told, I read it, and I was just like, Iron Fist. 
Well, he's the, you know what I mean. You know we, we, all, we figured all, it. We figured it out in San Diego. But then, so. you know, even in the beginning, he was the logical choice. Yeah. But you know what? It makes complete sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you, and also the anticlimactic was the end, which I don't know how much we want to get into spoilers, but the last panel... We had the disclaimer, go for Where's it. the disclaimer? The last panel you revealing... Could, you could not say it, though. Revealing that that person is alive. Foggy? Yes. <laughs> Foggy is alive. He just took the bull by the horns, though. Um, disclaimer, man. What's dis- the point of the disclaimer? I know. Anyway, the, the panel showing that Foggy is indeed alive was just, just made me groan. And but you know say, what, though? You know, like, oh, uh, We all on. said it that if he was actually... You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Chloe in Smallville. Remember when Chloe blew up in the finale right. and then the next episode is like but she got away right before the house blew up that was lame but and this isn't no because and, and I know before I said I'd be pissed off if he wasn't dead you did too yeah. I forgot about I, that thank I, you for pointing that out yeah. my leg's asleep <laughs> sorry <laughs> this this Ow. makes perfect sense we never saw the body right it happened in a federal facility yeah and now he has a mustache and now he's got a mustache thingy going on he's in his protection program it makes complete sense I know I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't upset about it an Iron Fist makes sense. If I were to go to prison, I would want one of you to impersonate me, and Iron Fist is one of Daredevil's best friends. So. Right, yeah. I, uh, I actually got, I got this ruined for me on the board. He's oh, a, you, you know what you he did? Can't, you can't he read, read the Pick of the Week thread. I didn't read books. the Pick of the Week thread. All I did was I went in the next morning, I saw that you had posted, and I scrolled down to see how many people had commented, how, and I saw the word Iron Fist, and that was enough. Yeah. That I was like, fuck but of course we figured. Uh, but but the thing is, and it, and it was anticlimactic because we are talking about it. And after hearing the Marvel panels, and and they confirmed that it wasn't a Hawkeye. Although I bet you at one point it was Hawkeye. I bet you. Are you thinking it's like an Armageddon scenario? Well, because I was reading so I was reading something, and ha- they mentioned Hawkeye in a grouping of characters, like in the Mighty Avengers, something like that. Like I think it might have been. A well, here's here's the yeah. other question: Who is in Civil War? Is it Who's Iron the- Fist or is it Matt Murdock? That's a very good question. Because in the Civil War number three, he kind of had red hair. And in one of the, one of these spinoff books, yeah. it's Daredevil in the costume, and it's Matt Murdock. Yeah. So who is it? Here's the question: Does me does Iron Fist flip coins? What the hell? Yeah, I don't. I, don't know. I bet you it was Hawkeye. It's like Captain Adam and Armageddon all over again. Yeah. You know about that? No. In 2001, they had the. the I don't know anything about comics. The DC, <laughs> the, you know, they said the DC. The, the, they didn't use the crossovers in the books. They did in the annuals. Hmm. And the big one in DC was Armageddon. And it was a look in the future. Somebody, some of the heroes turned evil and killed everybody. And it, it was going to be Captain Adam, and the word leaked out. So at the last minute, they changed it to be Hawk from Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And it was completely blame. Who cares about freaking Hawk? That's who what is he? Them I was just going to say, do you even know? <laughs> I've heard of it, but I remember thinking like Hawk and Dove. Yeah. And that was before the internet. I mean, that was like yeah, that was like uh, the internet wasn't around in 2001. Well, no, no the like... book was called 2001. It was ten years in the future. It was 1991. Oh, yeah. So there somehow, no it, somehow it leaked out, but I don't know how it did that. But anyway, I, don't I, know, I, I know. bet you, I bet you, that's what it was written on a bathroom wall. Moving on. So um, anyway, so but Daredevil, it was still good. It's yeah, still it was good. freaking quality. It's still one of the best books. It just, it was just a little. It didn't punch it for me. Look so. at that cover. And I have the to cover admit, is good. I apologize to Ron. Yes, I'm, I was presumptuous because we all know Ron doesn't like covers that don't match the inside of the book. And Connor said to me, you're not going to like Daredevil. I said, why? Because the cover is two Daredevils fighting. And I said, right, yeah, I saw that. Why wouldn't I like it? He goes, because I bet that doesn't happen in the book. And I'm like, you know, I bet it does. And I, I got mean, to the, the, the main splash page and I went, oh. <laughs> I was going to call him, but I didn't. Don't Nelson on this. So in a similar vein to, to Daredevil, DC's Batman came out this week, right? This is so, the so Ron's going to go to the bathroom right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't because my leg's asleep. I can't move. <laughs> this is the premiere issue of Grant Morrison. So thank I'll, you for pointing to his name. I don't like there. this in person. Go back on <laughs> Skype. I don't like this. Anyway, I was terrified to open this because we all love Grant Morrison. We know, uh, but he can go either way—brilliant or just completely off the rails. 
rainbow jacket. Right. So, uh, and Josh can attest because we talked about it. I was terrified. It is Batman, and he do, he does such a good Batman Justice League. Yeah, yeah, he did. This was awesome. It was that. It this was, was awesome. This is good, Grant Morrison. I didn't buy this. Unlike the it Paul Dini Batman, made, I didn't buy this. It made perfect sense. It tracked. It read. It was clear. It was clear. It was. Who, it who did the art? Uh, Andy Kubert. The good Kubert? Yes. He is. I, I, I get them mixed up, Andy and Adam, yeah. and I and I didn't know what it was going to be. I was like, was it that guy who does the 1602, which I don't really like that. This guy's awesome. He's good. And the, this is this is very much, the feel of this is very much uh, Batman Begins. Like, yeah. this is sort of the Christian Bale-ish Batman. Chris Nolan. Whereas, whereas the detective, detective is, is sort of the Paul Dini animated series Batman. But this is like, he's, you know, he's got surrounded by women, and... He, he basically Alfred's like you gotta you gotta lighten up and you right. and you really go out and get laid. You really learn that, that that this is sort of a separate book from Detective, and they're just gonna you kind of got it. I think somebody sent us a letter right. about which is which. Oh, he made the face. I wasn't supposed to say that yet, but we're talking about it. But oh no, I made the face because my legs asleep. Oh okay, yeah, he just moved. I hate being in the same room with you guys. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, you know, like with Detective and Batman, they're not gonna work together right now. They're gonna be in separate places. Right. Like it's going to be one kind of story, and one of them maybe have it a little different. And I think you got to loosen up on the continuity a little bit because well, in in this Batman, there were some things, and I was like, well, they kind of already dealt with this, but you know, Grant, well, the Greg Rucka years where the books were really linked. Yeah, this is more like the old. They were never linked. You know, this is right. like the classic. Grant Morrison already said this is more of an international Batman, and, he, and it's, he's going he's going abroad. Yeah, I think he's in London. Yeah, doing a semester in London. Yeah, he's doing a, one of those cruises, semester at seas. Oh, nice. Um, he's gonna get that. He's PhD so gonna finally. get laid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but he's you know this is Batman globe trotting. You just have to like one, we haven't done that in a long enjoy time. Enjoy Batman separately for what it is. Right. That's like that's like the old. We, uh, but I think you might like as Josh teased. We do have a lot of Batman themed listener mail though. So that's do coming we? up. Yeah, we do. Are we done with our books? I think we're done with our books. I know we're going we're going a little fast because it's hot in the room and we're hyper because we've been out all night and so we're gonna try to slow it down a little bit and tell you about okay. our our lovely sponsor. Uh, this episode is sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. What happened to the slowing down part? This episode... <laughs> okay. YouBuyNow is uh, your spot on the web for toys, action figures, collectibles, and prop replicas. Uh, you can check out their site to see their great collection of DC Direct, Marvel Legends, and Master Replicas, Star Wars figures, and lots more. Um, if you use iFanboy as your coupon code when you place your order, you'll get 10% off, and that's only good... Monday. You yeah, don't even hear yeah, until <laughs> the end of this month. So get on it while you can. So that's youbuynow.com. That's y o u b u y n o w dot com. You buy now. Now. You buy now. My foot's asleep. So, um, so that wraps up this week's books. It was a big week. I had fifteen. Good books. stuff. Strangers in Paradise is great, by the way, too. Um, but anyway, so we have a lot. So we got a lot of listener mail, and we got a lot of voicemails over the past two weeks when we were in San Diego, stuff like that. We can't play them all. A lot of you asked a lot of questions about what we're doing in San Diego and things like that, so we're not going to bother with those. But we got your, we got them. Please keep them coming. So our first email. <laughs> um, God, I hope we got new listeners this week. Our first email comes from George. He's been listening to a podcast since January, and he thinks it's entertaining, educational, and interesting, which is new. His question is related to what we were just talking about. He wants to know what the difference between the book, quote-unquote, Batman and the book Detective Comics is. He's read them both, and they seem pretty much the same. He's confused at the point of having both books, and he's sort of wary about purchasing two books. Um, should he just buy Batman and leave Detective Comics alone, or vice versa? Well, they're, well, well now, they're, uh, as we just said about a minute ago, they are different. They both have different feels. You might like one more than the other. They Plus, the Detective Comics is more of Batman being actually a detective. He solves a crime. It's, it's a one... 
Okay. Issue, single, it contains story, Batman mystery. Whereas the, the Grant Morrison Batman book is a globe-trotting, adventuring superhero Batman. Ongoing stories. Yeah. Typically, yeah, Batman is more likely to go off the rails. Historically. Right. Historically. Yeah. The whale storyline. And Detective Comics will be more typical Batman yeah. kind of thing. But there, the, the, there's a lot of Batman to tell. That's why you've got two books. I mean, right. even the past you had four books. Why are there multiple Superman books? Why are there multiple X-Men books, right? Uh, to make... Cause Make money. Make money. But yeah. also, there's a lot of stories you can tell with those characters. So, so thank you for that email. Um, our next email is Batman-related, and as in a rare occurrence, it's such a good email, we're going to read it word for word, so bear with us. <laughs> um, hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time writer. Love the, love the podcast. Being the bat expert, maybe Connor can get this one. I just finished off the first two issues of Gotham Central in trade form, and while I love them, the one thing sticks in my mind. When Agent Driver is leaving at the end of the second book, why is Batman standing by his car? Was he walking home? Did he, did he need a ride to the Batcave? Was the Batwing at the mechanics? As someone who doesn't usually read Batman books, is there something I'm missing here? Also, Driver says, and damn you too, to Batman's face. What's the deal? Wouldn't Batman kick his ass? I'd kick his ass. I'd say, no way, damn you. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Thanks to Connor and Josh for the fantastic recommendation. Thanks to Ron for all the other stuff. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Make mine I fanboy. Signed, Gabriel. Uh, we know who you are. <laughs> What's Gotham Central? I don't know. Uh, we told people to read because DC was uh, giving us money. Uh, I don't even think you need to respond to that email. Um, Batman doesn't need to kick anybody's ass. He's freaking Batman. Everyone he, knows he could kick Basically, ass. he was there to, to basically show the cops he was pissed at them. And try to be like scary, scary like I'm Batman moment. Right. And like, I read that years ago. You the remember this? The yeah. Intimidating. Like? Yeah, he tried to be intimidating, and and Driver wasn't wasn't. So did it. Driver hear him say "damn you"? I mean, did Batman hear him? Yeah, right there. Batman mm-hmm. hears a pin drop. But him. what's Batman gonna do? Beat the cop up? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, cop killer. Exactly. That'd be a great storyline. Batman loses it. But uh, I mean, Batman was there to intimidate and didn't work. That was the whole point of the book. Greg wrote the Ice T reference in case you missed that. I did. We admit we ignored it intentionally. But the whole point of the Gotham Central book was to show the cops. All not all the cops were scared of Batman, right? And that's that was the point of that scene. I think we just I think touched Josh, hands. Josh just made a move on me. <laughs> all right, so our next email. Um, this is from the Dear Abby um, column. Awesome. Um, recently, find your podcast and I love it. It's like getting books at the shop. Uh, it's like getting to talk at the shop about your books and your opinions on them. Blah blah blah. Anyway, on to my question comment. What is it with fanboys trying to get their girlfriends to read comics? You should be lucky to have a girlfriend, especially if she's actually attractive. Sorry, chubby goths don't count. <laughs> Why would you want to jeopardize, spelled wrong, your relationship by, for- by, by forcing your hobby onto her? I mean, comic reading is a solo adventure. You do it by yourself. Sure, it's fun to have someone to discuss what you read with afterwards, but that's why they're podcasts, the internet, and people at your local shop. Some might say, quote-unquote, well, I want her to share my interests. But sharing similar interests in movies, food, TV is important before you share those experiences with other people. But comics you can enjoy on your own. Stop geeking out your girlfriends. If they seem interested, don't overdo it. And then bitch about their lack of bagging and boarding (laughs) etiquette. (laughs) My girlfriend will gladly see a comic movie or stop by the shop with me, but I'm not going to press my luck by asking her to jump in the whole leotard (laughs) into the white leotard to complete my cloak and dagger costumes for the next con I've always dreamed of. (laughs) Why not? I'm closing. Stop... In closing, stop harassing your girlfriends about comics. It's not that important. Signed, Jason from Chicago. Oh, that's a lot of stereotypes in there, right, right there. But he does—he does have a point, though. I mean, I think that in terms of the Dear Abby thing, like you shouldn't shove the comics down your girlfriend's face. May I? Sure. Here's the thing. 
I think that what you're doing is you're putting comic books in a ghetto when you talk about them like that. You Ooh, think that, look it's true. Look who's, no, he's right. You are. You're putting gentrifying comi- the comics. You're putting comics in a ghetto in the sense that you're thinking that there's nothing valuable about them and they're only geeky. Yeah. The fact is, what one of the things that we try to do with this show is we try to mention that we try to say the fact that comics are just another way to tell a story. They're just as valid as a book, a novel, a TV show. I listen, if she doesn't like to read, that's fine. But if you read a story and you think, hey, this person who's my girlfriend or my friend or whoever would like this story, why wouldn't you try, try to share it with her? I mean, I don't give my girlfriend comics. You've got a girlfriend? But shit. Oh, God. My wife. Well, she was my girlfriend longer than that. I don't give my wife comics that that I know she won't like. I don't, I'm not going to give her a Superman comic, but I can read something and go, she'd really like this story. I gave her The Escapist. I said, you'll like this, and she did. Now, may I play devil's advocate? Please do. Okay. I feel as if also, though, the liking or disliking of comics beca- becomes almost a deal-breaker in the comic geek fan's world, where it's like, I like comics. Would you say our like of comics somewhat defines us, and you want to be accepted by whomever you're with? For example, I might read a book that that my significant other I want to recommend to, and she might not be into it, I shake it off, no big deal, she's not into it, that's not her type of book. She pushes away the comic, it's like, ah, you just don't like comics, you don't accept me as a comic reader. You see, I think there's more value placed on comics, for, for whatever reason. I, I, only thing that, the only thing that I would like to say about that is that I don't need her to like comics, I don't need her to read comics, but I do need her to understand that comics are not my little childish folly. That's, right. that's the, that's comics the are, and this is like I've had to do this with like my family. Like right. you know, they're all like, "Oh, he reads not you know he reads but the, comics," but, but I need them to understand that comics are a real and valid thing, and they're not a childish. But thing. but but an important thing of that is that some people need to be defined by the acceptance of comics by those close to them, and it's it's separating yourself from that definition. That just because just like in the in case in point, my sister and my brother in law, my brother in law is a diehard Yankee fan. My sister listens to Barry Manilow. Neither pushes the other, other. Neither pushes that on each other person, sure. and they get along fine. But I feel as if if one of them was a comic reader, that might become an issue because of the value that comic readers put on their comic. There's hobby. so much of an inferiority complex with comic readers. They feel like every, exactly. they have that, to always be. That letter had a validated. little bit of an inferiority complex behind. Well, it. Well, this whole part in the beginning, I, <laughs> I'm annoyed by. What is it with fanboys trying to get their girlfriends with comics? You should be lucky to have a girlfriend, and lucky if she's attractive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. It might be a little sensationalist, though. Chubby goths don't count. They you, certainly don't. I fanboy apologizes to all the chubby goths who might listen to the podcast. That was really good. Thank you. All right, so Jango-Bo Jason, you, you started some controversy, but y- y- you know you gave us good stuff to talk about. Move it on. All right, our next and last email before we get on to the voicemails is from Jeff in Greeley, Colorado. Um, he's been listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks and has pretty much caught up, so he feels worthy to ask us a few questions. Jeff, Anyone you're, is worthy. You're always worthy. In fact, we're not even worthy. Um, the first one isn't really a question. It's more of him being a smartass, but here goes. You guys have said that you don't care about the monetary value of your comics. It's all about books being good reads. This is noble in theory, but I don't think it works all the time. By what you said, you guys should be perfectly willing to trade me a copy of Why the Last Man Number 1 for the first trade paperback, or Unca- Uncanny X-Men Number 137 for the Dark Phoenix Saga trade paperback. Or to be really stupid, if you had a copy of Action Comics number one, you should be willing to trade it to me for the Watchmen trade paperback since Watchmen is a better read. Well, so Mike, before we get to his second question, let's address that one. Because well, he's, he's, he's all well, over the map. Because hang on, I'm going to say it now. Balance his first question when you hear the second question. Just remember that. Okay. okay. There's he's got a there's a separation between actual value and no actual value. Action Comics number one 
actual value because there's so, there's so few of them. So you have Action Comics number one. I have Watchmen trade. You would not want to make that trade, right? That because would be action, stupid. Because Action be, Comics be like is worth saying, something. It's actually valuable. Right? That would, that would be like like trading a, a, a Cobra, Ford Cobra, for a Honda because they both get you where you're going. That's right. ridiculous, though. Yeah. Why the Last Man number one? Yes, I will trade you for my trade for back. Right, because currently Why the Last Man number one is worth maybe seven dollars. Or not even that. It's not right. worth that. However, now, I have the entire line. I have the entire run of Why the Last Man. I like that I have the entire run of Why the Last Man. I've been collecting them now. I know they're not necessarily worth anything, and I, I don't think I'd not trade them for that reason, but I kind of like having my unbroken line of comics. Conversely, I only read Why the Last Man in trade form, mm-hmm. right? and I don't buy the single issues because I've started collecting it in trade form. Right. Sure. So, but I do have a slab CGC nine point nine number one. Why the last man? Which I will trade you for your entire run because it's worth ninety million dollars. I don't want that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't have any slab Here's books. The, <laughs> this is this is the point. Someone here who's not me explain how I keep my comics. Connor has a large stack of unbagged and boarded comics that sometimes gets four feet high. <laughs> and that is the value I place with my comics because they are not valuable. The weekly the weekly issues that you pick up, but They're not valuable, but. If I bought you a copy of um, like JLA number one, Grant Morrison, I, I have it. Do you keep it in a bag? It's in a bag. In a yeah, but that's box, from the era so. when I was. But what I'm saying, no. If I picked up a, if I picked up a Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, Batman from the 70s, that's actually valuable though. It's old, right? So you would keep anything, it separately. Yeah, anything there's a difference between collecting aged comics and collecting current comics because there's a, there's a dearth of aged comics. Where right. Um, it's, this, of is new su- comics. this is supply and demand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, it's like anything else. It's not as simple as but, you make it, Jeff. But the other thing is that, like, right, like I've got, I was going through my comics, and I pulled out all my issues of, of Queen and Country, because I wanted to read them again. And I'm looking at them in the line, and I'm going, I, I really like having this stack of... There's something, like, satisfying about a stack of comic books, a full run of 40 books or something like that. That's not necessarily... Those books aren't worth anything. It's probably be easier to have the trade, but I really like them. I don't know, the tactile thing about them. Who which, are you? I don't know. So, I'm all over the map. Jeff's second question, and if you remember earlier, I said the balance his first question with his right. second question, which he admits is his geek question. If we were in charge of the X-Men, the, Aven- <laughs> the Avengers, and the Justice League, who would be in the lineups for each? Do you have 12 hours? And here's his... Do we want to hear his choices, or do we want to say Super hours? high, brow to super low, bro. Exactly. His choices are, the X-Men would consist of Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus, Phoenix, Kitty Pride, Rogue, and Beast. Avengers would consist of Captain America, Thor, Vision, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Spider-Woman, and Luke Cage. JLA would be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Power Girl, Mr. Terrific, and Zatanna. A lot of boobs on that JLA. So let's, let's, I guess, I guess we, I guess I'll do the X-Men. Yeah, what do you think of his list here? Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus. I agree with a lot of it. Um, the thing is, is that, um, I, I think the X-Men need Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus. I would Colossus? Yeah, it needs Colossus. You need power. You need strength. I would I would substitute Beast for Nightcrawler to be honest with you. Is he going to put Rouge on the team? Rogue. Do you spell Rouge? Everyone Rouge. spells it Rouge. No, he spelled it Rogue. Oh no, he spelled it Rouge. He did spell it Rogue. I would keep Kitty Hawk. I'd probably drop Phoenix. Kitty Hawk. Kitty Pride. <laughs> Kitty Hawk. That's when the plane took off. <laughs> <laughs> I would keep Kitty. So I would say Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus, Kitty Pride, and Nightcrawler. That would be my five X Men because the X Men have to be either five or seven. Yeah. So well, if, they, too many if, they, spoils if they were my five, hot. that would be my five. If I had to add two more for seven, I probably would add. Um, I probably chicken would add, guy. I probably would add Phoenix, and <laughs> I probably would add um, chicken guy. It's a tough one. Chick- he's ignoring me. Iceman, chicken guy, maybe Iceman or Angel. I'm a big Angel fan. So anyway, um, Avengers, Josh, since you're the Captain America guy. All right, 
Captain America. 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 It has to have Captain America. I love having Thor in the Avengers. I really like the combination of Thor and Captain America. You've got to have... I I really liked having uh, whatever her name is now, Miss Marvel or Warbird or her. Miss Marvel. Um, I also really liked having Scarlet Witch and Vision on there. I thought they were sort of the classic Avengers team. Beast. Beast, Beast is an Avenger. Beast became more of an Avenger than he is an X-Men. It's true, yeah. Uh, I like to have Hawkeye there as a counterpoint of Captain America. And then maybe uh, Janet Van Dyne? Wasp. Good choice. I'm a, big, sort of, I'm a big Hank Pym fan, by the way. Sort of the early 90s lineup. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I first came in. That's, right. that's, well, the that's a classic Avenger lineup. Yeah. That's a good lineup. I don't, need, I don't really need Iron Man there for some reason. Well, he's a drunk. Plus, and, and as we're finding out, he's a jerk. And a cock. So, yeah, and a cock. Nice. <laughs> Connor, Justice League. Hey, jeez. You gotta um, have the big three. Not necessarily. Who would you drop from the big three? Um, Wonder Woman, right? Because you're a misogynist. <laughs> say it. Say it. You wouldn't have Zatanna. You know, sometimes you? it's more interesting to not have Superman Zatanna's in Justice hot, League. Though. You need Zatanna because she's, yeah. she's the she's the magic. Yeah. I don't know about this Fate. lineup here. Um, see, the thing about Justice League is you can, you can have a really big team and it still works. You, you know what? You know I still say seven. On you team. know they're missing. Huh. It's got a ring. There's no Green Lantern. Uh, there's no Green Lantern. Lantern. So I say you gotta have you have Batman. Wonder Woman. You want? Let me just. Go. I, th- I think Wonder Woman and Power Girl and Superman all cancel each cancel each yeah, other. Yeah, you got too many too many big hitters here. Uh, Power Girl or Wonder Woman, but not both. And okay. this is terrific. I like him, but no. Um, so you need Green Lantern, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Flash, Zatanna. And I love Martian Manhunter. I think. I think more, more, I the cliche, but hold on yeah. there a second. I think you missed one, Polly. <laughs> oh no, he's back. <laughs> oh, you do want to put Aquaman on a team there? <laughs> You remember, you remember in the early ones there when no one can understand him because he's from underwater and his voice is real low? Those were wicked funny. <laughs> you remember? I do like Aquaman. Anyway, so Jeff's last comment um, is in relation to last week's Pick of the Week where he says, finally, Cable Deadpool is the Pick of the Week. Stay off the pipe, guys. Well, guess what, Jeff? Do your own site. Do your own pick, all right? <laughs> Give me a break. Go after yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was the heat talk. Jeff, I'm sorry. Yeah, that is the heat. It's so hot. Thanks for the fun letter. So Seriously. thank you, Jeff. That was a great letter. That was very good. All right, so now we're going to dive into our voicemails. We have a lot of voicemails, so so sh- strap yourselves in and get ready. Hey, guys, this is Kyle, the guy that wrote you the furb yet polite email about uh, X-Men 3. Uh, thanks for my 15 minutes of fame, by the way. But my question is, I was wondering what you guys thought of DC's All-Star line and uh, Marvel's Ultimate line, because it seems like you guys are really into continuity and history and stuff like that. I was just wondering how you felt about the changes that have been made and if you guys read any of the books. Thanks. All right, thanks, Kyle, for the voicemail. We're glad we didn't scare you off from our reaction to your X-Men um, Which email. is still one of our favorite email slash email discussions yes. of all time. So, what do we think of All-Star, DC Comics, and Ultimate? They have people go lumping us all in together. You guys all like continuity. That's, that's Ron's bag. That's my I bag. Could, I could take it or leave it. Sometimes I like it, sometimes well, I don't. It works in your favor to not take it. I guess because you don't need to know the continuity. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I remember weird. If it's things. before 1994, I don't know it. No, no. But if it's like before 1994, but after 1989, I'm pretty good in that area. Right, right. So, um, ultimates. Ultimates. I like ultimates. I gotta say, I was I was kind of dead set against the Ultimate Universe back in 2001. I we, was we I fought. was vehement. Yeah, I was vehement. And I gotta say, Ultimate Spider-Man is gold every every month. And Ultimate X-Men, not so much, but I like the Ultimates a lot, so I give the Ultimate line a thumbs up. But they're, they're expanding it. Didn't they announce the Ultimate Vision book? Yeah. And who's writing it? Mike Carey. Mike Carey. Yeah, that won't be good either. Just Mike like Carey's... Oh. Yeah, he's not good. It's not him. It's anyway. Bocciolo. Anyway. Um, but it's good. It's, I, I mean, as good as JMS's Amazing Spider-Man is, 
Ultimate Spider-Man is the Spider-Man book. Yeah, it, it is. It, I mean, I never had a problem with with another continuity. It's, it doesn't interfere with the other books. It's a whole retelling of it, and you might say that it's redundant. It doesn't need to exist or whatever. I don't care. They're good comic books. Yeah. All right. Uh, All Star Comics DC. I read. I'm, what have you uh, read them? I've only read the first issues of Batman, first issue of Superman, and they annoyed me. I'm gonna say they're a big fat failure. Maybe if they came out on time, they wouldn't be. Exactly. It's. I have to admit, it's it's a disaster. Although we and now we do have it's confirmed All Star Wonder Woman coming both written and drawn by Adam Hughes. Can you name one book that Adam Hughes has written before this? Hey. He draws ladies. He draws ladies. <laughs> I don't know about writing the ladies though. He draws ladies. So um, buxom ladies. So <laughs> so we're getting an All Star Wonder Woman. I also heard there was going to be an All Star Donna Troy as well. Because so. no, the, no, the fans totally, are totally lying. I'm totally. Lying. I'm totally lying. <laughs> I like to really confuse. I know. Me. I just want to see Connor's look at his face. Like, what panel did you hear that? <laughs> I would read like All Star Green Lantern if it was done by somebody really good. Maybe. Well, but the, the thing, thing is, is, there are good. Everybody's doing it. The problem. Good. The problem I have with the All Star books is that they don't matter. The Ultimate books still matter to each other. They mm-hmm. they created this little pocket, you know, continuity universe. And the All Star books, honestly, if those All Star books never happened, nobody would be the wiser. Mm-hmm. They don't matter. I think the biggest problem, because I do enjoy reading them, is that they come out every eight or ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord knows, I want to live to see the end of the series. Right, yeah. I, I, I've gotten to the place where I enjoy Batman, and uh, Superman is kind of out there, but they don't come out enough to enjoy them. All right, let's move to our next voicemail. Hey, fellas, Josh Wallen from the Podaholics. Just uh, calling to give you a little assignment for your, your crack team of assassins that are going to be in San Diego. If anyone could just uh, kind of walk up to Damon Lindelof and kick him in the nuts for me, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, thanks, Josh, for the email. I think... Voicemail. Uh, it was a voicemail. It was a voicemail. Okay. It came in email form. He's not kidding about this hot room. Listen, uh, Ron, you got something to say about that, don't you? I believe that you were the you were the one there. I was the only one who went to the lost panel, aside from Gordon, the intern, and I th- and Josh. I failed you. I thought about getting up to the line to the microphone to ask about Ultimate Wolverine Hulk, and I because he I, heard it before this, and I punked out. I completely punked out. He, I just I didn't want to detract. It's a big room. There's a lot of people, and they all wanted lost, lost, lost. Hanso, Hanso, Hanso. And you saw what happened to that girl on YouTube. Exactly. So I I didn't do it. But um, it was t- mentioned, wasn't it? The the book. Uh, it, it did come up in a Marvel panel, and Casada's answer was go ask Damon. He basically said, "Pass the book. It's yeah. it's what are you going to do? It's not exactly. done. Exactly. I can't. He you know. Isn't it amazing how these guys buckled down to the Hollywood talent." Oh yeah! Like if some if some regular guy was doing the book and just was like, eh, I can't finish it," they'd yeah. find some they'd intern to do a fill-in issue. But all you got to yeah. do is be a writer on TV show, and you can write a book every just, six months. Have you noticed? The have you noticed industry? it's getting harder to get into comics than it is TV? Because now yeah, comics are just hiring I mean, all the TV people. My TV yeah. jobs come much easier than my comic jobs. I have noticed that. <laughs> so he's, he's mocking me. All right, next voice now. Hello, I fanboys. This is Dominic, otherwise known as the Grimace, because nothing can kill the Grimace. Well, anyway, I was calling to express my excitement for San Diego because uh, you know, I figured, hey, that'd be fun. Uh, the chance to get to meet you guys because I thought, hey, maybe that'd be fun too. Um, it looks like I'm not going to be able to go. Pretty disappointing. You know, I asked my friend. He said he couldn't go. He couldn't afford it. And I said, bullshit. Can't argue with the guy. My girlfriend couldn't get the weekend off. And there's no way in hell my car's going to make it at, make it down there. It's a piece of crap. Well, um uh, I'm just going to say, you guys should do this again. Or, next time you're all in L.A., maybe I can just buy you guys dinner. Or lunch. It doesn't have to be a date. You guys don't have to worry about that. I'll bring my girlfriend so you guys don't feel all weird. 
so you guys got to do that again because, like, I know I'm missing out. I know other people are missing out. Oh, and another thing. I know you guys are talking about Brubaker bringing people on uh, to um, Uncanny X-Men. I'm one of those people. I don't usually read X-Men books. Uh, but I started reading that one because he started writing it, and I followed that guy around, especially after Sleeper. So uh, I'm definitely one of those guys. Anyway, from the Grimace, have a good day. Okay, thanks, thanks, Dominic. I don't get the Grimace thing. I'm gonna admit I don't get it. I think it's a joke. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I hope so. So we'd love to go to San Diego again too, maybe next year. I don't know. It got kind of weird there in the middle. Yeah, a little bit. All right. <laughs> I guess, glad you're reading Brubaker's X-Men Dude, Sleeper though It's one of those books that we should have talked about more in the podcast Because it's awesome It's not around anymore It was never though. around it's in over. the podcast yeah. I know that, but I talk we about stuff go back in time Listen, I talked about other books that aren't being published If anymore. you tuned into the Pick of the Week podcast from June 14th, 2003 When we talked about Sleeper <laughs> You're amazing, it didn't exist <laughs> Very forward thinking of you Next email, voicemail Oh, you did it too You did it too Hey guys, uh, great San Diego cut. It's just Sandy Lawler from Charlotte, North Carolina, again. Uh, I just love this call. Anyway, so I'm really troubled by the end of Civil War III and Thor coming in on the side of uh, the pro-registration people. I guess there's some sort of like, you know, he's still smarting from Ragnarok and power and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't really care. But... I think the real problem with the pro-registration side is that there's nobody who has the moral authority that Captain America has. I mean, to me, Iron Man is not really Captain America's antagonist in this, because what's Iron Man? Iron Man's some drunk rich boy, you know, who's, you know, been making billions off selling things that kill people. And, you know, the only character in the Marvel Universe who has any sort of moral authority as much as he does, Captain America does, is maybe Spider-Man. So I think that's really the pivotal thing. Anyway, that's my problem. What do you guys think? Uh, that's why I think you're never going to be able to make a compelling pro-registration argument because you're opposing Captain America. All right, thanks, Andy. Insightful. We are huge in Charlotte, by the way. We get so many emails and voicemails from people in Charlotte. So thank you, Charlotte. You know, but if you're going to leave a voicemail, don't ask all a question and then say, but I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it short, huh? So he does bring up a good topic. He's right. He's And I had this discussion... You know that Marvel is anti-registration because they keep talking about it's balanced because Captain America is on one side. Captain America is infallible. Yeah. And you know he's on the right side. He's never on the wrong side. Some interesting thoughts, though. Does Captain America represent the American ideal or the American dream? You just blew my mind. <laughs> and furthermore, I mean, this kind of ties into, like, and I don't mean to get political here or anything, but, like, do you remember when being patriotic and being liberal was something that actually happened, right. whereas not being conservative now means that you're not patriotic? Two conservatives. Yeah. Depends on your point right, of view. Right, depends on your point of view, right, but but, to, but also depends, you know... Mainstream. The, I've yeah, asked mainstream, that question yeah. about Captain America, though. Yeah. I've said, is he being an American, or is he not? Like, Well, because he, he represents the American ideal from the 40s. Yeah, and, the spirit. Yeah, exactly, the spirit, and the, the thing freedom. is, and he stepped away from the mantle of Captain America before when he doesn't like what the government's doing, so... Captain. Because Captain America yeah. isn't a government lackey, he's... he's America. Right. He's not Captain Government. Right. Captain America. Did you, did, I wonder if you, did, if you recorded that voicemail before Amazing Spider-Man did. came out, because you certainly got what JMS wanted to say, Yeah. which yeah. I think was, I mean, which is one of the reasons it was a really good book. Didn't we talk about that already? No, we didn't get into it. It was so long ago. I know. All right, well, thanks for all those great voicemails. It was awesome to come back from San Diego with so many waiting for us. 
Um, so if you wanted to leave a voicemail for iFanboy, you could call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 fanboys. Spell it out on your phone. I don't have a phone in front of me, so I can't do it. So, um, so if you do want to leave a voicemail, here are some tips, though. Uh, keep it short. <laughs> I can't. We can't play a three minute voicemail, so you know, keep it to like a minute or so. Just send us the questions that you were sending people sending us emails about, maybe instead of uh, you know just some of those discussion questions and, and things like that. Uh, you know, just remember we got to play it. It's, it's basically basically your best chance to get on the podcast is to is to call us with a question. If you're just calling us to tell us about what comics you like, we'll listen to the voicemail, we'll enjoy it, but we're not going to call you back. So. And then it, also at the end, after you've done your question, you've sort of said your goodbye. Le- tell us your email address so that we can get back to you if we don't. Yeah, because if, if we don't play on the show, we want to let you know that we got it and all that whole deal. And also, don't forget your name and where you're from, because everyone, you know, you should represent, yo. Speaking S- of representing, Frappa. Yeah, I'm not in front of a computer. Neither am I. But I do know that it's like something like 260-something people. Yeah, it exploded. We got, yeah. we got like 30 or something so. like that in the last week. Thank you, everybody. Keep it up. So next week, we'll be more This is the hard push to 300, folks. <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with this number. <laughs> so, um... All right, is there anything else that we need to discuss here on the, uh, the podcast? Uh, let's see. There's a couple of a couple of our little things that we like to always close up with. Uh, if you want to, if you haven't, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to go leave an iTunes review for us or uh, you know, vote for us on Podcast Alley. Or, or leave a review on Podcast Alley. Yeah. Let people know what you think. Spread the word about iFanboy via iTunes or to your friends. Um, that really helps, so thanks. Yeah. That's in the U.S. and the U.K. because they're different. Right? And any there's a couple in the U.K. now, though. There's right. Actually, you can do it in Italy, too. If and you're Italy. in Italy. Please do. I know we have one person's in Italy. Um, anyway. About you already know. If you want to get in touch with us, if you have any questions, you can always shoot us an email at contact at ifanboy.com or you can call the aforementioned voicemail line one eight 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 fanboys Number to be determined. Um, and also, if you dig um, what we do on the site and on the podcast and if you liked our San Diego coverage um, and you have a couple bucks, feel free to donate. Uh, go to ifanboy.com slash donations. Uh, we've got a monthly and yearly subscription donation plan as well as you can donate as much as you like. Um, we're constantly trying to figure out ways to make the site and the podcast better and we're using your dollars to do that. So. Listen, after San Diego, where in the hole? Yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> pretty hardcore. <laughs> so, um, Deep. So as always, head over to ifanboy.com. Look for the pick of the week uh, discussion. It's going strong. Last week when we were in San Diego, you guys did a kick-ass job of doing our jobs for us, so thank you. Um, yeah, we literally didn't look at it. We literally didn't even look at the site at all. Um, but, and also go to ifanboy.com to see whatever we're talking about in the wonderful world of comics. So I think that wraps it up, boys. That really is. It is. All right. Take it easy. Bye. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening.